This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we'll be listening to Giuseppe Cambini's First Wind Quintet. Now, if you believe all the stories, Cambini had one of the most interesting lives of any composer. He was kidnapped by pirates when he was a young man and only freed after a generous nobleman paid a handsome fee. He played in the first string quartet in Italy, along with the great Luigi Boccherini, and he studied and associated with some of the biggest names in Italian music before making his way to Paris and making his fortune. Now, he also told a lot of tall tales. And the truth is, we don't know much about his early life, although there are plenty of accounts. Most of them, including that pirate story and playing in the first string quartet, are almost certainly not true. Others, like who he studied with or how successful he was in his home country, are not verifiable, but certainly possible. Cambini didn't necessarily lie about his background, but he also didn't go out of his way to dispel any rumors. Why would he ruin a good story, especially when it gave him an air of mystery? The actual Giuseppe Cambini story really starts in Paris where he arrived in his late 20s and stayed for decades. He adopted his Italian style to suit the Parisian audiences and enjoyed a fair bit of success. He also gets into the history books through the grousing of Mozart, who thought that Cambini was blackballing him and his music during his stay in Paris. Mozart seems to have had something against Italian composers, as he had the same complaints in Vienna. If you've seen the movie Amadeus, it's based off of some of his comments that a cabal of Italian composers were blocking him from true success. The movie blows it into a full-blown rivalry and conspiracy, but it was a little less exciting than that. Mostly it was probably Mozart's frustration at his lack of stable employment. In Paris, Cambini was well-known, but he didn't have the power to ban another composer's music, as Mozart insinuates. Italian composers were well-liked in general, so it could have just been a trend. And in fact, later in Cambini's life, he was the one who was losing popularity in favor of the Viennese sound that Mozart had a big part in creating. While he wasn't in that first Italian string quartet, Cambini did pioneer the wind quintet, and this is one of the earliest examples of music for this specific ensemble. Woodwinds were a little more common in the Germanic countries, so perhaps it was a bit of a switch with the trends, but it was also no doubt influenced by the French Revolution, in which small bands played patriotic airs and popular songs, including some written by Cambini himself. The music is light and fun, definitely in keeping with the idea of music for the people rather than an ivory tower mentality. Just like in his early life, his later life is a bit of a mystery. Some sources have him dying in the Netherlands in 1818, one has him institutionalized in an asylum in his final years, another one has him dying by suicide in a poorhouse, but nothing is really known for certain. Cambini liked to cultivate that air of mystery, but it would be nice for us now if he hadn't and we knew a little bit more about him. Here's the Sony Ventorum Wind Quintet with Cambini's first wind quintet. Thank you. 
Cambini writes so easily in an ensemble that wasn't actually a thing back then. These were the first published examples of a wind quintet. And it's kind of funny that he made his name and his fortune in operas, symphonies, concertos, string quartets, all the big-name genres of the day. And yet now, the wind quintets are his best-known pieces. Thanks to the Sony Ventorum Wind Ensemble for putting that up on museopen.org. And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening to it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and tomorrow for your classical break, we'll be listening to a trio sonata written by Arcangelo Corelli. I'll see you then.